We are bringing back a favorite this week, Carolyn. Brand new favorite. Brand new favorite. Yes. So we're doing top headlines in the nutrition and food world that we thought would be of interest to y'all. We've done this in the past, and we have got three new ones to share with you. One own loneliness, loneliness versus being alone. Turns out there's a difference. Fascinating. Uh-huh. One own your sleep and demen- dementia risk. One own the fact that genes may influence whether you're a vegetarian or not. Mm-hmm. Or may, it may influence, like, whether you can stick to a vegetarian diet or not. Then we've got a fun little thing to end with. We've got a list of best cities to avoid the winter blues. And we're going to share those with you so you can go ahead and book your plane tickets. Exactly. <laughs> right or now. Or start moving. Yes. Exactly. Okay, so let's jump straight on into the one about loneliness. And, you know, the this was a quote from the writer of the article that I saw who was um, – given an overview of the research study he said feeling lonely is different from being alone i mean it is so true yeah yeah i mean i've known if you know if you're a mother you know that like sometimes you can't wait to be alone and it's not a feeling of loneliness correct it is not (laughs) it is usually joy euphoria but at what point does it start to roll into feelings of loneliness and that was what they looked at. Yeah. They, they actually came up with a projected amount of time that is spent alone that then ups your chances of feeling lonely. Okay. And why is this important? Well, <clears throat> and I'm glad we have a reason to bring this up because we never mentioned it back earlier in, this, in the year when the Surgeon General came out with his report on loneliness. Yes. And in the report, he said, um, it's, loneliness is far more than just a bad feeling. It harms individual and societal health. It's associated with a greater risk of cardiovascular disease, dementia, stroke, depression, anxiety, premature death. And then you probably heard in the news somewhere when it came out that um, being lonely, uh, loneliness was similar to um, or compared to smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I remember you and I talked about that because that report was so groundbreaking. It was so fascinating and also hurt my heart. Yeah, but impressive that I feel like a federal government official would be that forward thinking too. Correct. But we didn't didn't really do much with it because we weren't quite sure what to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so this study was interesting because they said, uh, the researchers said, well, first you've got to figure out how to measure like time alone and loneliness. And so that's what this one particular research has been working on. And, um, but what they found is that, let's see, that we don't feel lonely until we spend 75% of our time alone. Mm-hmm. So I guess whatever time range you have to be alone at that 75% mark is when you kind of start to feel feelings of loneliness. 
And they found that there was a particularly strong association between being alone and feeling lonely among older adults, um, particularly adults 68 years and older. So the study participants spent 66% of their time alone. And those who were alone for more than 75% were the ones who felt the most lonely. And after analyzing the entire pool, there was really only a 3% overlap between being alone and loneliness, which shows that they're two very different things. So what, what this researcher said, in younger people, aloneness and loneliness are two very different things. They may feel lonely in a crowd or they may feel lonely when they're by themselves. But they're kind of two separate variables. Yes. But as... But as people get older, they tend to appear together more often. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, in older people, the feeling lonely and being alone are tightly linked with others. And socializing or seeing others is the best way to deal with that loneliness. What I thought was really interesting is the way that they went about measuring this Mm -hmm. Um, and that hopefully they'll be able to use it moving forward. Um, so you had said like that was a big deal that they were able to actually measure this concept of like alone versus loneliness. Yeah. So apparently they gave people access or sorry, the, the study participants gave the researchers access to their cell phones and what they were able to do was every, they recorded them every 12 minutes they recorded 30 seconds of noise. And that was how they assessed how much alone time these people spent. Now, I didn't read into, like, what were they listening for in those 30 seconds, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of data to analyze. But it was, yeah, it was, that was how they, they, like, every 12 minutes, they turned it on for 30 seconds and recorded it. And somehow, using what they were hearing, they were able to. Yeah. Determine if it was being alone or not being alone. Interesting. Yeah. So I I think the big thing is being able to measure it because you can't make progress until you can measure something and know where you stand with things. But I just thought this was really interesting. It also made me feel very guilty that I have not seen my parents much in the past month or so. (laughs) I need to call them. Mm -hmm. Um. Not that they're lonely, but... <laughs> no, but but I agree. And I can see... I definitely can see how it's it, it's easier to affect o- older adults more. Well, they said their social crowds get smaller. I It's so sad. Which I mean, so I talked about it with my in-laws. My in-laws are like, oh, yeah, so, you know, so-and-so died. And I'm like... Yeah. And they're like, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but it's, you know, it's reality. Yeah. You know, of all the people that we hung out with when we were, you know, newly married, there was like a group of them. And now it's like much smaller. And and it's reality. And then also, though, there's the component of as you get older, depending on how old you are and how active you are and all those things, actually getting out and getting together with people is also challenging. Yeah. So. Whew. Anyway. Um, okay. But I was – I was really loved – how being alone doesn't necessarily mean you are lonely and I feel like it is something that I've talked to my mom about so much because I could spend an entire day in my house 
not seeing anybody. Everybody could leave. I would be so happy. And she's like, I don't understand why you like to be alone. Well, I found that, and I do that sometimes when I'm working on a book or writing, is like I love to just work all day, nonstop, like when I don't have the kids, no interaction. But then once I stop for the day, like I really need social interaction. Yeah. Or else I become lonely. Yeah. Oh, interesting. You know? Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you've, you've hit that 75% there. Yeah. 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 So this makes sense. All right. What should we move to next? Let's talk about sleep and dementia risk. Okay. So this study was um, done in older adults ranging from 60 to 87 years old. Um, They looked at 350 adults. And what they found was that aging was um, associated with a loss of slow wave sleep. So as we get older, we don't sleep as well. There are also plenty of things that we do during the day that impact our sleep. Um, Slow wave sleep is your deepest stage of sleep. So very restorative. Um, And more specifically, then they looked at risk of dementia and risk of Alzheimer's-related dementia. And what they found was that for every 1% decrease in slow wave sleep every year, there was a 27% increase in your risk of dementia. And Damn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Way to bring us up, Briarly. I know. I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a roll here with all the bad stuff. Like last week, same thing, bad stuff. Um, and then you're the with for that same 1%, your risk for Alzheimer's dementia was slightly higher. It was I think it was like in the low 30% that it, it was higher up. than 27%? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't even stand to have like a half percent decrease in my slow wave sleep. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Jeez. So, well, one of the things that you asked, well, two things. First of all, it was an observational study. So that, you know, that was when they look at sleep quality and then they look at later, they look at, you know, did these people develop dementia? So it's obviously it it can't you can't say that it causes like a, a decrease in slow that wave sleep. It's the only thing responsible causes for it, this. right? Yeah. So that was that was I think important for listeners to know. The other thing is you asked me you were like, well, what do we tell people to do? Yeah, I was like, I don't feel right sharing this with them if we don't have some solutions. <laughs> and it really like the solution is just sleep hygiene. Like it's um going to bed at the same, you know, same time, waking up at the same time, limiting caffeine in the afternoon. You know what? After our episode last week on seasonal affective disorder, I bought my um, lamp, my light therapy lamp. Yeah. And I have been using it and I've been doing more research and it says that using it actually improves your sleep. Now, I'm testing it. I'm about three days into testing it, so I'll report back. But I think it may be, you know, you're supposed to do it in the morning for around 30 minutes to start. And so that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, And so far, it gets me really energized. And, like, I've been excited about sitting down to do my work, like, that I hadn't really felt in a while. Yeah. Don't know if that's the lamp or not. But I'm assuming it's – 
you know, you're supposed to have sunlight or get some light in the mornings um, so to make your melatonin levels go down, down so yeah. that something else rises and you get energized. I can't remember what it is. And then at night, because your melatonin levels went down at an appropriate time, they'll come back up. Got at, it. At and night, so, so you can sleep better. Yes. So I will report back if this lamp works. I'm thinking this lamp is going to cure all my problems pretty much. Wow. That is so cool. I know. But it, it basically, it helps you keep your circadian rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, in, in sync or, or yeah. the way it should be. Side note, the lamp said, or when I was, did some reading, like it said if that the lamp can kind of make you high. Like if you feel real excited, kind of like overstimulated, that you may need to cut back your time a little. Wow. I think I, th- I, think I got a little of the high. But I'm not going to get, I'm not going to. You're not going to cut yeah. back. Because I find myself, I feel so good all morning, like, um, and productive and stuff. And I find myself, like, wishing that I had my lamp with me around lunch. Like, I feel like I need a little boost, a little hit. Are you going to be that crazy lady <laughs> who starts carrying her lamp around? Yeah. So you're going to so, see me in Panera and I'm going to have my lamp. I have your lamp. Me. So what do you do when you're doing the lamp? You don't, it, I, was, I wanted to know that. Like, do I have to stare into it? Like, what? Yeah. And um, you um, you are not supposed to stare into it, or it won't hurt you, but that's not required. Um, it is the light hitting your eyes, though. So, like, you can't have your eyes closed. <laughs> like, I thought about, can I just wake up real early and sit in a chair and put this lamp on and, like, fall back asleep? No. No. Because okay. it's, it's the light hitting your rods and cones and all that. I don't know. Um, okay. But it said you can read. Now, I don't know about light from a computer. Today, I did, like, have the lamp right by my computer and got had the lamp on. Yeah, and I have looked at my phone a little while I'm sitting in front of it. But, like, you could be doing other stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I should probably be reading. A book or a paper of some yeah, variety. Yeah, but baby steps. Baby steps. Exactly. So fascinating anyway i feel like we need to now skip to best cities to avoid winter blues okay because we just talked about how the light is helping you with your winter blues yes so i was sent a list of this the results from a poll a ranking the best cities to avoid the winter blues it also included the worst cities for people seeking sunlight, but the best cities, and they based it on factors such as the percentage of sunny days per year, the average October temperature, the number of parks, and the proximity to the beach. The number one one surprised me. Yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, my sister in law lives there. I want to. I guess I got to go visit. I mean, I've wanted to go visit, but now I like have. Yeah. A second reason to go visit. Yeah. Okay, number two, Tucson. Number three, Virginia Beach. That kind of surprises me, too, because it gets cold. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's where proximity to the beach really takes over. I hope so. Um, number four, El Paso. Number five, Phoenix. Number six, Mesa, Arizona. So we've got it? three Arizonas. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing is desert... Or desert-esque. Yeah. Number seven, San Diego. Eight, Sacramento. Nine, Long Beach. Ten, Tampa. Only one Florida on there. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. 
Very interesting. So book your plane tickets now for a vacation to Arizona, to California, to Florida. Exactly. Do yeah. it. Las Vegas. Or, yes, or Vegas. Maybe, I mean, really, the Vegas one really surprises me. So does the Virginia Beach one. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I like it. Right, how about, can we talk about the worst cities? You want to talk about the worst? Okay. Worst cities. I'm just going to run down these real quick. Columbus, Ohio is number one, followed by Indianapolis, Louisville, Kentucky, Philadelphia, which is where you're from and for your, where your parents live. Mm-hmm. That's right. Five is Chicago. Six is Detroit. Seven's Milwaukee. Eight is Portland, Oregon. Nine is Seattle. Ten is New York City. Oh, wow. New York City? I know. Oh, my gosh. Sheesh. Maybe it's because they don't have a lot of parks there. They just have that one big one. <laughs> I don't know. Don't. Yeah. Maybe wait to go to those places till spring. Yeah, exactly. Summer. Yeah. Don't go. Don't go in the winter. Yeah. All right. And okay. our last one. Gosh, you found this and you were you told me about it as we were just like sitting going through headlines. And I, I just couldn't believe it. So. You know how some people are like so gung-ho following a plant-based diet or vegetarian diet? Yeah. And I think a lot more people want to be because there are some health benefits. Um, yes. doesn't mean you're healthier necessarily, though, if you follow a plant-based diet. But, it, you know, this the article I read actually said it seems there are more people who would like to be vegetarian than actually are. And um, this study maybe explains why. And so they posed the question, are all humans capable of subsisting long-term on a strict vegetarian diet? And it really hadn't been studied. And so what they did for this study is they looked at genetic traits. And so they compared, the researchers compared a little over 5,000 strict vegetarians um, who consumed no meat, poultry, or red meat to a little over 300,000 control people who did consume some of those some or all of those things um now all the study participants were white um they and because they wanted just a homogeneous sample to uh, this is just a baseline kind of measure to see if there was anything there before they dug into research deeper and they the study identified three genes that are significantly associated with vegetarianism and 31 others that may be potentially, but three main genes. And what's, what I found fascinating is that two of those top three genes are involved in lipid metabolism or brain function. So what the, one, of the, one of the research um, researchers said is that we think there may be, like it's not that you can't adhere to a vegetarian diet. It may be that your body needs like the the lipid makeup of meats of Mm. those in animal products more than another person's in fact she said um the driving factor for food and drink preference isn't just taste but how an individual's body metabolizes it even though we may not realize it um and she gives an example of like when trying alcohol or coffee for the first time most people don't like it but over time you develop a taste for it because you like how it makes you feel Oh. Yeah, and she said I she said I think with meat there's something similar. 
um, protect, perhaps it has a certain component, like a lipid component, that makes you need it and crave it in your body. I mean, there are some animal proteins that I just need in my life. I know. But it makes you, you know, there are some people, I, I feel like, who are just gung-ho, love it, could live vegetarian for the rest of their life. I'm not one of those. No. No. Um, so I think this is really interesting. And I love that they look deeper to see, like, that it may be attached to fats, you know, and our need for them, certain people's need for them more yeah. than others. Did I ever tell you the story about when I went to a yoga retreat at a vegan resort? <laughs> and you you snuck out to get a hamburger? Yeah, that's right. I did tell you that story. Because, yeah. because I saw because my you body in, needed, you, you needed, it. needed that hamburger. I only know because you remember we ran into each other in the airport. I think we were both recently divorced. Or I was a divorced a little longer. Yeah. And... We both said, where are you going? Where are you? And we were both going to Costa Rica. Yes. We had no clue, either of us, where we were going in Costa Rica. We were just along for the ride. We literally retreats. were along for the ride. And I was so glad I was not going to your vegan yoga retreat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a fantastic, fantastic retreat and a lovely resort. And fortunately, there was another hotel nearby that served hamburgers. That's hilarious. Proud so. of you. Anyway, now I feel like I have justification for my need for animal proteins in my you diet. You do. And I also feel like I could maybe better understand why some people are like vegetarians for 20 years. Yeah. I think also people need to like be a little less hard on themselves if yeah. they are trying to eat more plant-based. But, but they're struggling. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be all or nothing. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to link all of these studies that we've mentioned in the show notes. Yes. If y'all ever see a study come out, please send it to us because we would love to cover it on another Top Headlines episode. Yes. And I'll also link my um, Your light. light. Your, my light. You definitely need to link the light. I think I'm going to be purchasing that this weekend. Yeah. <sighs> Get ready. All right. Okay. Well, until next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.